the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 18 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm six. All right. Well, we are here. Um, 20, what is it? 24? Um, 24 days to The Force Awakens? It's 24, yeah. yeah. 24. 24, yes. As we record this, yeah. That's, uh, you know, a little over three weeks. It's going to be here before we know it. The time is nearly upon us. Oh my gosh! It's less than a week. Less than a month. I mean a month. Yup, yup. And, uh, yeah, so, so here it comes. Here it comes. Well, let's talk about some Star Wars-y stuff first. Um, we got some nice reaction to the uh, story time with Jedi Master Daddy. Uh, which is the last episode where I told the story about waiting in line for the Phantom Menace. And Good job, Jedi Master Daddy! Oh, thank you, Anna. Jedi Anna? Um, I would rather just be called Padawan Anna. Padawan Anna. Padawan Anna. I oh, like that. Yeah, I like the way that sounds. Job. I'm like Padawan sounds. Liam. Padawan Liam. I like that. There is actually a Liam in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. One of the Padawans. No, Attack of the Clones. Sorry. Mm-hmm. One of the Padawans that Yoda is teaching when Obi-Wan comes to... That's a youngling. Oh, yes. My mistake. But there is a youngling. I'm, li- I'm youngling Liam. Youngling Liam. All right. Padawan Anna. And mm, I'm not sure if I'm a Jedi Master, but... Jedi braid. Oh, Le- Anna, yeah. You have a little Padawan braid there. You braided your hair today. There we go. You have two. Pa- you have two braids. That means you're... Twice the Padawan. Um, how can that be? <laughs> I don't know. You're, You're just Padawan, uh... Padawan. You're a Padawan. Oh. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some good reaction from our last episode. A couple notes. I just wanted, I wanted to talk about the reaction and also correct something that I said. And possibly correct two things that I said. So one thing that I said in my story was that the lights dimmed and it got quiet and then the trailers played. And I just realized today, when I was thinking about what I said, the trailers did not play. I was wrong. Because I had forgotten, and remember, this was 16 years ago, so I forgot some things. I had forgotten that there were no trailers before opening night of The Phantom Menace. George Lucas demanded that all theaters who play The Phantom Menace on opening night not play any commercials or trailers before the movie. How awesome is that? He didn't want people to have to sit through trailers and commercials. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I want it this time. I want it. You want it. You want it like that. I want it. It will never happen. What? It'll never happen again. That is something that only George Lucas could do. There is no way Disney would not take the opportunity to show some of, you know, trailers to some of their movies that are coming up. You know, George Lucas was like a movie studio unto himself, right? He didn't pay a studio to make the movie for him. He made the movie with his own money. He could do whatever the heck he wanted to do, right? He did not have to pay people to help him. So when Phantom Menace came out, he said, you want to show this movie? No commercials, no trailers. 
And the theaters, what were they going to do? Say no? And lose out on all that money they were going to make from showing the movies? Of course not. And it was because of George Lucas. He got to make that decision. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So so I yeah. can't believe I forgot that. And I'm, I'm glad that I remembered today. And I did check online because I was like, am I right about this? And I, and I was right about it. That, that uh, they did not show any trailers. Uh, also, our friend Lisa, who went to the showing with your mom, the opening night showing, remember that was in the, ended up being in the same theater that I was in, mm -hmm. uh, she recalls the exact moment before that reel flipped upside down. Now, remember, I had said that I remembered what happened after. It was C-3PO upside down talking backwards to Anakin on Tatooine. Little Annie, right? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't remember what was happening at the point right before it flipped. And she said that it was right as they were swimming down to uh, Uto Gunga, the Gungan underwater city, when oh. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Jar Jar were swimming down. Oh. That was when it flipped. Um, and I, I, I believe her. That sounds familiar to me. That's, it seems right when she said that. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, she also had this to say about her experience. She said, I also remember I had my little Yoda figurine, and I lost it between the theaters and I stopped running around looking for it so she must have been running around and she finally stopped and said to myself let the force be with me she looked down and saw the Yoda figurine right there on the ground and she says my love for Yoda was solidified then like from that on she was Yoda was her <laughs> her guy where's Yoda? isn't that a cool where's Yoda where's Yoda what do you mean where is Yoda? Where is Yoda? She found the Yoda doll. Where she, is Yoda? She has a little Yoda action figure. A little one from, from back in the day, from when the original movies came out. Also, Bob, the guy who waited in line and bought the tickets for your mom and Lisa, who and he was, he was a little ways back from me. I didn't know him at the time, but I know him now. Uh... He, he says that it was 2 a.m. before they let us back in the theater to watch the corrected film. Now, I said it was only like a half an hour, which would have meant it was like 12.40, maybe? 1 o'clock at the latest, before we got back in there. But he said it was 2 in the morning before they let us back in. And I he's pretty confident about it, and uh, he could be right. I don't remember it taking that long, but, but I trust him. Um... That means that the movie was not done until around 4 a.m., which would have been 24 hours after I woke up. <laughs> so, so that, that I got home. I got home right like a full day after I left, basically. But wow, worth it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, so yeah, just some good reaction. Um, just I've just heard from some people that they really enjoyed the. Um, Really enjoyed the story. Um, really your uncle Neil really liked it. Uh, John, who I mentioned in, in the story, he sent me an email and said that he really enjoyed listening to it and he really liked the the music and stuff and the production quality. He said he really liked it. So I really appreciate that feedback. Um, and if anyone else liked it, let me know. That that helps me. It makes me feel good about myself and makes me feel like it's worth it to put this out. Makes me um, like also, makes probably... Guys, yeah. That also probably makes you feel like you should do more podcasts. Sure, yeah. Reviews Not on like iTunes a bad too thing, helps. But right, right. Another Star Warsy thing. When your mom and I went to Hunger Games over the weekend, we saw the the final movie of the Hunger Games. The machine that spits tickets out 
spit out way more tickets than I was expecting because it also spit out our Star Wars tickets that we have reserved. I forgot to tell you this, you guys, but I have the Star Wars tickets. I have them. We have them. They're downstairs. Should I go get them so that you can hold them in your hands? Yes. Should I go get them? Yes. Okay. So you guys talk about something while I'm gone. Mm, like and I'll be right what? back. I don't know. Just something for the podcast. Just talk about something. I'll be right back. Um, just figure it out. I'll be right back. Can't think of anything. Well, can't... that's okay. Just if you think... Anna, Anna, you think of something. I can't. Yes, you can. What do you want to talk about? Talk about the fourth one. I'm pausing it. No. No, don't pause it. Yes. I'll be right back. It's okay. You don't have to pause it. Let's right just back. not talk about anything and then daddy can do all the <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about poop. <laughs> daddy can just do all the <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I just do it again. People think we're laughing. We're laughing because I said poop. You might have not heard that. <laughs> You're gonna have to do some editing, Daddy. What? <laughs> we didn't talk about anything Star Warsy. What did you talk about? <laughs> anyway. Basically, just laughed our heads off. Okay, here. Look at that. There's your tickets. That is the ticket that you're this going to bring my ticket. to the theater. Ticket. So I posted this photo that I took at the theater on Twitter of the tickets with the Force Awakens poster in the background. So I put this on Twitter and said that I was really excited to pick up the Force Awakens tickets. And um, the the woman who does the costuming as Princess Leia at a lot of the events that we go to, like Star Wars Reads Day and different library events, stuff like what that. Are the... um, Wait, no. 501st? Yeah. Well, not technically 501st since those are... Fantastic Four. One of the Fantastic Four, sure. But... And one of the big three, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, Lynn Sessions is her name, and she's on Twitter as at uh, Sinrider. S-I-N-R-I-D-E-R. Um, anyway, she had commented on the, on the photo, uh, and she said, Say hi to the costuming folks who will be out in force for the event. And then I asked... Uh, if some of the people from Star Wars Reads Day are going to be making an appearance at at the theater, we're going to. And uh, and she said yes. There's going to be a huge group there. So yay! Pretty cool. Really looking Wait, forward what, to that. What place? At the theater. There's going to be a lot of people in costume. A lot of costumers. Five hundred first people. Rebel Legion. Different people dressed up as Star Wars. At the theater. It's going to be fun. Just like at Star Wars Reads Day and all the, you know, so different Star Wars events. it's going to be like events. Star Wars Reads. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a line. <laughs> you got the hiccups, Liam. It's going to be fun to listen to those in the podcast, but I can't edit hiccups out, so we'll just roll with it, okay? I'm going to roll with it. So, uh, one more Star Wars thing I wanted to say is I uh, this weekend was kind of kind of fun for me. I bought matching Star Wars shirts for our family. They just say Star Wars on them, but we can all wear them as a family. Uh, maybe to the Force Awakens premiere. Probably wear them again when we go to see the Force Awakens with our cousins in uh, in Grand Forks over Christmas. That'll be like the third or fourth time. Maybe. Did you have something to say about those shirts, Liam? Oh, it looked like you did. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> you guys have any Star Wars? Uh, any Star Warsy Star things? Wars. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like sometimes when the shirts just say Star Wars, doesn't have a big picture on it, you know? 
It's good. Any other Star Wars-y things, guys? Liam, Hannah? No? All right. Well, let's... You do? No? Okay. You've been drawing a lot of Star Wars. A lot of Star Wars. A lot. Yeah. You did tracing paper, which is fun. And then now you've kind of been just looking at pictures out of books and, and drawing them. Or on Daddy's phone. Or, or you asked me to pull up a photo on my phone and, and draw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool. You're, you're becoming quite the artist. Mm-hmm. You are. So, let's head on over to the news. So we talked about some of those short stories back in episode 16, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about some other ones we didn't get to. Uh, because there are more stories. Because there will always be more stories. There's always going to be more. What an even amazing if, time we live in. Even if there isn't any movies coming up that we know of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then there's still a bunch of things that are coming out. There'll still be more books, news, news, comics, news, news, yeah. news, 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 right. news, 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 news. Yep. More. Yeah, and and even when all of the movies are done that have been announced, right? We are looking forward to six movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming by the end of those six, they will have already announced more movies that will be made. Yes. But it's possible that they might take a little break. And not announce them until maybe like a year after that last standalone movie or something, you know? Um, but there's still going to be books. There's still going to be comics. There will always books be new stuff. And comics. And yep. information. Right. Like, did you know it's canon that C-3PO something something? <laughs> right. So, it was also announced back way back at New York Comic Con, which is, you know, quite a ways away now. But it was announced that Alan Dean Foster is writing a short story called Bait. And this is going to be a story about an alien named Grumgar, who is, it was said, uh, according to an account of the panel at New York Comic Con, it was said that he's writing this short story about the big alien that Bazine is leaning on in the behind the scenes video. And in that photo so from Maz Kanata, Bazine is the oh, the one you called Viper. Yeah, <laughs> when we were her. making up names, you, you said maybe her name was Viper. And I believe we uh, we I named the big guy uh, Bud's Hornbeard, I think. So, unfortunately, his name is not Bud's Hornbeard. What's I was wrong. Grumgar. Which is a pretty cool name for a big guy like that. Grumgar. I like that. Um, Tough big guy. Yeah, yeah. So Alan Dean Foster is writing this short story. He's also the guy who's going to be writing the novel for The Force Awakens. The novelization of The Force Awakens. He's also the guy who wrote the novelization for Star Wars, which was just called Star Wars, Not a New Hope. He wrote this book back in 1970... Well, wow. 1976. And he's still alive? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He must be old. Well, George Lucas made Star Wars in 1970. Six and seventy-seven, and he's still alive. No, so that's only. I mean, I was born two years after Star Wars came out, so I'm 36. So yeah, you know, that's uh. Uh huh. People are, you know, he's probably in his 60s. That's How old not, is he? I, I'm assuming he's 60 something. It's my assumption. He's not old. No, he's not that old. Most no. people live to like 80. Sure. Well, actually, people are living more to like nine, 90 something. Anyway. <laughs> This Star Wars book says that it's by George Lucas, um, but it was ghostwritten by Alan Dean Foster. So, 
that just means that he wrote it, but George Lucas put his name on it. And that was the agreement that they had. Since George Lucas created Star Wars, I think he wanted his name to be on, you know, the first book of Star Wars, too, which kind of makes sense. Um, but now, Alan Dean Foster's name will be on those Star Wars books, which is pretty cool. It's amazing that, you know, he, he wrote the first Star Wars book, and now he's writing the newest one, too, The Force Awakens book. I really, I can't wait to read that novelization of The Force Awakens, because usually they give, you know, extra information about maybe some things that we didn't get to see in the movie. So it's really fun to read that and find out more about what happened. And it's going to be canon, which is the nice thing. Uh, there were a couple new novels actually announced, and some novel titles of, of books that we already knew were coming. Uh, so Claudia Gray, the author of Lost Stars... Which, Anna, you're about two-thirds of the way done with now, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Um, she is going to be writing another Star Wars book called New Republic Bloodline. There's no word exactly on what it's about, but it will take place about six years before the events of The Force Awakens. And if it's as good as Lost Stars, I really look forward to reading it. I think it's going to be really, Same really good. Me. I can't wait. I, I don't, we don't even know who it's about. We haven't, they haven't even said who it's about yet. Um, wow. I really hope it involves some of the main characters, although it might not. It might just be more about the general struggle between the New Republic and the the First Order that's coming up or something. I don't know. Daddy? Um, I would love to see... Oh, yeah, hold on. Hold, yeah, hon. What? Um, this is kind of out of order. Mm -hmm. Like, but, you know when we interviewed the person who drew in Sabine's sketchbook. Mm -hmm, yeah. She said that she was working on something else. Have we figured out what that was yet? No, we haven't. It could be... I wonder if it maybe is the the Ray's um, scavenging journal. What I can't remember what it's called now, but that book that's coming out. Oh, yeah. About that might be it. Where it's like Ray's journal from Jakku. Yeah, that's probably it. It could she be. Because she said journal stuff. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But maybe... I don't know, though. I mean, that was... You know, I don't know if there'd be really cool, crazy art in that journal. I'm not sure if Ray is really uh, an artist. But maybe, maybe um, you know, I, I think Annie Stoll, can, she's a good artist, so she'd be able to do different types of art, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe she could, like, develop a new way that Ray, you know, how would Ray draw something, you know? And then she could do things that way. That'd be cool. So they're saying that this book, this uh, New Republic Bloodline, is not a sequel. But I would really love to see uh, Claudia Gray utilize some of the, the great Lost Stars characters that she created. Mm -hmm. Not going to say who I hope she utilizes, because I might be spoiling stuff for you by saying, you know, that certain people survive and certain people don't. But anyway, yeah. that book is going to come out on March 29th of next year. So it seems like it's a ways away, but it'll be here before we know it. And uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy now is complete, at least when it comes to the names. The second book will be called Aftermath Life Debt. And the final book will be called Aftermath Empire's End. Ooh. Yeah. Now, Life Debt is a concept that existed in, in Legends, that Chewbacca had a life debt to Han Solo. That means Han saved his life. Kind of like how Jar Jar says that, yeah, that he has a life debt to Qui-Gon, right? Uh -huh. So, so the thinking is that maybe life debt centers a little bit more on Han and Chewie. Because Aftermath didn't necessarily, didn't, they were in it just a little bit, but not much. 
but it kind of set up a really cool story that they might they might do with them. Uh, and just skip ahead like 20 seconds if you haven't read Aftermath, but I know you guys don't mind. So the story would be about about Han and Chewie going to Kashyyyk to liberate the Wookiees, to free them from slavery. It'd be pretty cool. Cool. And then, of course, Empire's End, I assume, will be about the Empire's End. Um, yeah. Presumably, they will t- all take place before the events of The Force Awakens. I'm pretty sure. Unless Wendig throws us for a loop. You know, who knows? Maybe that third book will take place after The Force Awakens. Although it's called Empire's End, so it sounds like it's still going to be, you know, before. It's going to be interesting, though, to go back. You know, like, now that we see The Force Awakens, we're going to want to know what happens after, right? Uh-huh. But they're still going to be releasing stuff that comes before. Uh-huh. And... And there's probably things, like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, if you think about the Emperor, right? Uh-huh. We didn't see him in A New Hope. We just heard his name once. We didn't We didn't know anything about him, really. I think we saw him, like, when Vader was talking to him on the hollow. Mm, that's in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so there's a lot of things that we find out, or that we kind of learn about in The Empire Strikes Back, that we didn't even hear about in A New Hope. So we think that we're going to get all these answers, right? When we see The Force Awakens. Yeah. But there's probably going to be a lot of stuff that we just don't even know. Which is very sad. It's not that sad. It's awesome. That leaves more questions than answers for the next movie, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Finally, once the Chewbacca comic miniseries wraps up, we're going to travel back even longer of a time ago and even further away to the prequel era for a taste of Padawan Anakin and Master Obi-Wan in the five-issue comic series Anakin and Obi-Wan by Charles Sewell with art by Marco Cicchetto. Yeah. Who is the artist? That, that guy is the artist for Shattered Empire. And the art in Shattered Empire was awesome. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Dan Brooks over at StarWars.com has an amazing interview with Charles Sewell, and he's the, this is the guy who wrote Lando. And Liam, I know, you really wanted to buy the Lando comic and we didn't. I'm still, I'm apologizing for that. I'm sorry. But we will get, we will we'll read it. To... We'll get the trade paperback when it comes out. We'll read it. When is it going to come out? Well, maybe a few months. Anyway, everything that just I've so heard. Just so you people don't know, Liam's mouth just fell open in an O. In an O, that's right. Of all Of all the things I've heard... Lando is probably the best Star Wars comic that's come out so far. That's what I've heard. So I'm really excited about the series of, about Anakin and Obi-Wan since it's written by the same person. Um, and now you're pretending to claw your eyes out, Liam? Is that right? No, that's the sign that's... language for mad. Oh, you're signing mad. Oh my, okay. That's good. You know, I need to learn some sign language so we can we can use that during podcasting, right? Yeah. I you can like, what's the sign language for I have to cough? Is there a sign for that? You could point to your throat. I don't know. <laughs> I could go. I could go. Can you learn what the sign is for please sit still and don't move your feet by the microphone? Because I could use that one for you a lot. <laughs> I could probably look it up. Anyway, like we could just make up our own. What things. is the sign language for people who, um, Dan Brooks' interview with Charles Sewell on StarWars.com. Here's what Charles Sewell said. He said a lot. It was an awesome interview. But here's a little bit of what he said. He said, quote, 
What we see in this story is an adventure that takes place about three years after the Phantom Menace, give or take. Anakin's around 12 or 13 years old. He's been training in the Jedi Temple for that time. He's got his lightsaber. He and Obi-Wan are sort of flying from place to place. They're going to meet up with a diplomatic fleet, and then they hear a distress call from a planet that's supposed to be completely dead. There's not supposed to be anything on it. So they answer the distress call, and that's where the adventure begins. It's neat. It happens at a very pivotal time for them in their relationship. They both got to a point where they're starting to ask some important questions about each other and themselves. What do you think about that, Liam? I think they're going to run into trouble, and I think the planet is, um, wait, I forgot what it's called, um, Leia's planet. Alderaan? Alderaan. Oh, you think so? But that would just give it away, so I think it might not be that one, though. Mm, Well, it's a distress call from a planet that's supposed to be completely dead. So this is before Alderaan blows up. So we know that Alderaan isn't supposed to be dead before it blows up. So it's going to be more of like a deserted planet, maybe, where, where like no one lives there. We don't know any deserted Lothal. Lothal, maybe. Maybe it's Chantipole. What's Chantipole? <laughs> that's, the, that's where we saw Quarry and his B-Wing in the last episode of Rebels that you guys watched. Cool! Right? That's a, that's a planet where people are afraid to go. It'll probably be a new planet. That's my guess. I can't think of that. I, I can't think of one. Yeah. Well. Could be. No, that just rings. Camino. Camino. Maybe it's Moraband. What's Moraband? It is a Sith planet. <gasps> a Sith planet? <gasps> what do you mean? It's a planet that the Sith kind of took over uh, way back in the day. It is, uh, it's the place where Darth That's Bane is buried. Anyway. Darth Bane <clears throat> is buried? Mm-hmm. That's canon. Cool. I have a feeling that this comic is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So, do you guys do you guys think that we need more Obi Wan and Anakin stories? Yeah. Yeah, Anna. How about you, Liam? Definitely. Definitely. All right. There's so much from the original trilogy, and not much for the from the prequels. Hmm. Interesting that you say that, since we have the whole Clone Wars series. I know, but I mean, like for books. Oh, for books. I see what you're saying. I think it's nice that it explores a time that we've never seen on the screen between episode one and two. You know, all the Clone Wars stuff is between two and three. So this is like a, a, a comic that's going to explore between one and two. Uh, it'll be the first canon content between episodes one and two that we've ever gotten. Which is pretty cool. Do you think they're going to try to tie in what happens in this comic with Obi-Wan and Anakin? Will, it, will they try to tie it into whatever happens in The Force Awakens? Or do you think it'll just be a story that stands on its own? Story that stands on its own. Yeah, I kind of hope it stands on its own. Same I don't think me. I don't think everything has to be connected. Although, like maybe the planet that they're on is mentioned in the Force Awakens or something like that. I think there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, but not like connection. Like they actually go to that planet mm, and sure. say, "Oh, someone's been here before." Yeah. That right, right. Like is. Where you see, like, a, like, a statue that was cut down, and, yeah, and like, what happened was that was the statue that Obi-Wan cut down in the comic series or something yeah, like that. Yeah, not like a big connection like Sure, that. not a big connection. Gotcha. Just a small one, like, maybe they mention it. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Liam? Do you do you want everything to connect in Star Wars, or do you kind of like the stories to, to sort of stand on their own and not have to be... <sighs> I like little things. Little to things? Be together. Yeah. Cool. Little things. 
sense. Cool. So, like, one thing that, that I kind of worry about, like, if Boba Fett comes in Rebels. Like, is that a good thing? If we see Boba Fett in Rebels? No. Maybe? Sometimes I, I like characters and stories to stand on their own. Yeah. Like, I think it would be pretty, like, pretty cool if something that happened in the 4th or the 5th or something, mm-hmm. if they go to Tatooine and see the hut that Luke lived in. Mm-hmm. I thought that, I think that would be pretty cool. So some things, I don't know how to explain it, what I like to be connected and what I don't, mm-hmm. but sometimes I just don't like things to be connected and sometimes I really like it. Yeah. I think most Star Wars fans feel the same way you do. I think. I think, um, I remember back when the prequels came out, a lot of people did not like that Anakin made C-3PO. I actually, I kind of like that, actually. Well, you I don't know, like you it. don't know a Star Wars world where that didn't happen. You know, I that guess. was always the the case. With for for people my age, we just, just we never would have thought in a million years that Darth Vader made C three PO. You know, so and it seemed very implausible. It seemed like something that that was way too big of a coincidence, right? I like how they kind of connected that though. Yeah. When he said, "Don't throw Chewie in," because well, C three PO was on his back. When when Vader stops Boba Fett from shooting Chewbacca. Yeah. In uh, in the Empire Strikes Back. And, and I think that <clears throat> I think that connection is pretty cool because he still likes Ethiopia and why yeah. he made him and stuff, even though he well, fights against his like people he works with. Well, and and that's that's just a fan theory. I don't know. And actually, I can't remember if I came up with that or if I read that somewhere a long time ago. Um, but but that's like a backwards connection, right? Because Empire was made before George Lucas ever had the idea that C-3PO was made by Anakin. Uh, that was not part of his plan. I think he thought of that while he was writing The Phantom Menace, right? So it's kind of like a, a called a, like a retcon, right, is what it's called. So you you take this thing that's always been this way, and then you kind of say, oh, but what if he's thinking this to try to make it fit, right? Try to make the story all fit together, right? Sometimes fans do a lot of work to try to make stories fit together and make them all make sense with each other, right? Because sometimes the author makes mistakes, and it doesn't all fit. Alright, let's have some canon news. The canon news song, yeah! The canon news song, yeah! yeah. In canon news today, um, I just recently checked out the trade paperbacks for... Uh, the first trade paperbacks for Star- the Star Wars comic and the Darth Vader comic. Now, those are two comics that we're not buying every month, just because it's too expensive. Um, but, of course, I wanted to read them, and... Uh, I listen to a few different comics podcasts, like uh, the Expanded Comics Verse and Comics with Kenobi and um, uh, Moz Eisley Comics Port. That's right. <laughs> I almost forgot that one. Um, so I've listened to enough podcasts where I kind of have a general idea of, of, of what happens in these comics. I'm okay with being spoiled on comics because I can't afford to buy all of them. But anyway, at the end of each of these trade paperbacks, it's really cool the way it lines up. And these comics are coming out you know, together. Well, I don't, don't want to know that. Oh. You don't want to know how it ends? No, I want to read it. Do you want to know how Darth Vader finds out the name of the rebel who blew up the I Death Star? I just Um. That's okay. You know? Well, I... If, if you don't want... I already know who blows up the... No. No. How does Darth Vader know? Oh, Darth Vader. 
How does Vader know about Luke Skywalker? Just, I don't want to read it, but just tell me who. Oh. Just who. Okay, well, that's the canon news. So it all it says You're is... okay with knowing who, who tells Vader? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Darth Vader finds out who destroyed the first Death Star via Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett tells him. When I read that, I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Anna, you're reading the show notes in advance of when I'm talking, so you know exactly what's coming, don't you? Yeah, um, I could have read them. Yeah, so so by telling him that, Boba Fett's basically the one who tells Darth Vader that he has a son. And Boba Fett doesn't realize, I don't think, that Luke Skywalker is the son Boom. of Darth Vader, because he doesn't realize that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. But... Boba Fett is the one who tells Vader that. We are going to read those comics. We'll probably start on them tonight. I think uh, we're going to try to read maybe a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Vader, a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Vader, because they kind of go back and forth. And, uh, you know, the, the Vader number one references Star Wars number one. So I think we'll read the first issue of Star Wars and the first issue of Vader and then back and forth until we're done with them. Uh, some of the stuff in these comics, I think, is is a little bit graphic, a little bit violent, a little bit adult. So if you have a young kid um, and you're considering reading these comics with them, I would say just read it first and see if it's something they can handle. I know you guys can handle it. I've looked at them enough mm. to know that it'll be fine. But, uh, you know, different kids have different tolerance for stuff like that. And different parents do too. Some parents don't want their kids to see any violence at all, ever. Even if it's fantasy violence like Star Wars. And I respect that. Uh, that's not me. Um, I mean, actually, I'm looking forward to interviewing the author of a book called Killing Monsters that is about fantasy violence and how it's uh, not uh, necessarily a bad thing for kids, but how it's actually healthy um, in, in a way for kids to explore, a healthy way for kids to explore violence, explore your dark side without actually hurting anyone, right? And Pretending to shoot a gun, right? Instead of actually shooting a real gun. And I'm looking forward. Mm-hmm. To interviewing Jeffrey Brown. <laughs> That's uh, I'm just gonna leave that in there, Anna. That's gonna hold me accountable. I need to contact Jeffrey Brown and ask for an interview for him because you have some questions for him because you just recently finished. Oh my gosh, it was so good. What is it? Jedi, Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy. And I read them. I've read them all. Like two times already. <laughs> yeah, and Liam, I think you started reading the first one, right? What? Jedi Academy. The first Jedi Academy? Yeah. No. Oh, it's in your bedroom. I thought maybe you started reading it. Oh, no, I was copying the front, and I just left it oh, up there. Oh, you, you were tracing the front with tracing paper. Yeah, a long time ago. I bet. And I just left it That's right. I oh, bet. I you bet, take uh, a picture of the one I did. I, I mm -hmm, colored it and everything, sure. but I'm oh, not awesome. done coloring it. And yet. the one I did. Sure, you both did great. I bet Jeffrey Brown would love to hear that you guys are tracing the, his, the cover of his book. Yeah, we should definitely get a hold of him. Okay, let's have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Where does Boss Nass keep his peanut butter peanut butter? Where? Huh? In his jar jar. <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter? What's the peanut butter, peanut butter? It's, it's funny because it is Jar Jar. You get it? Jar Jar? Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, two peanut butters, two jars. Peanut butter, peanut butter in your Jar Jar. No? 
That's ah. funny. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think it's too funny. <laughs> It's only kind of funny. Well, you know, that is that is our joke segment in a nutshell, Liam. It's kind of funny. Let's head on over to our question and answer council. It's been a while since we've done a proper question and answer council. I'm kinda kinda happy that we're gonna have some time to do this do this this episode. The force and its wisdom are all around us. Ask your will a yes or no question. Sense the force in my left hand. Press it and answer you, I will. All right, here is my question for the question and answer council. Can I start? Mm-hmm. It's not one of those what's your favorite questions. It's going to be a little bit different, but I want to hear your opinion on this, okay? Okay. So just think about it. I just want to know what you think. Here's my question. Did Darth Vader know that the Clone Wars were contrived, that they were made up by Palpatine and Dooku, that Palpatine's plan all along was to kill the Jedi? Later on, like right after Anakin became Darth Vader, or maybe like a year after, did the Emperor ever tell Darth Vader? Did Darth Vader ever know that it was all a ruse? It was all a lie by Palpatine in order to kill the Jedi? I've got, I think I've got my answer Okay, already. Anna? I don't think Palpatine told him. No? No. My answer, I don't think Palpatine told him. My answer is, I don't think Palpatine ever told him. But I wonder whether or not, I think Vader figured it out. Yeah, maybe right? that's why he changed. I mean, Vader maybe, obviously helped kill some Jedi. Yeah. But did he ever know that that was Palpatine's plan from the beginning? Some. Oh. Some. Well, Vader, kill, Vader didn't kill all of them, and the clones killed them. But he kill helped them. kill all of them. He oh. killed a bunch of the young ones. Mm. Really All of the young ones. Yeah, sad. Someone in my class told me that um, that there's a different version of the third one mm-hmm. where Anakin doesn't kill the younglings. Oh, really? But they don't take out the lava part because that would just be like a big change. Oh, a different... Well, you never actually see him kill the younglings. You don't? No. I mean, you know it happens, but you never, you don't see him do it. I always skip that He's... part. It's just too hard to watch. I skip that part when we're watching. But he does kill them? Yeah. Younglings. And we see them? No, we don't see it. Then why do you skip it? Because even, even the part right before, like when you know he's going to do it, it's just too hard to watch. I can't. It's too disturbing. Even talking about it, I don't even like to talk about it. So yeah. like, see him Let's stop talking about it. And then it cuts, and then it cuts to a different scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. It's a little, it's a little, it's really, it's a reason. That's the reason it's PG thirteen. You know, it's that stuff and and him burning in lava, but that stuff is even worse. I think you know because it's like, ugh, really bad. Charge. So wow, that was kind of dark. Does anyone have a? Uh, uh, a, a lighter question for the question and answer council? Um, <laughs> um, what's your favorite Force Awakens character so far? Ooh, Ooh that's like a good that. one. My favorite, the Force Awakens character so far. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Kylo Ren. I think either Captain Phasma mm-hmm. or Rey. Because they both seem pretty cool. Yes, they do. Liam? The girls. You always pick the girls. <laughs> sure, why not? They're awesome. 
How about you, Liam? Um, I think so far, Ray. Ray? Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Ray and Poe. Hmm. So what is it that you like about Ray and Poe, Liam? Ray and Poe? Yeah. Ray? She's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poe, he's silly and awesome. Oh. And really gets excited a lot. He gets excited and a lot. And a good pilot. <laughs> yes. What, how about you, Anna? What, what about Ray and Phasma? I think I, I like Ray because she seems awesome and she seems like she has a like a hard past and mm. like she seems like she is awesome yeah and then captain phasma i like because it's it's a like a girl uh-huh. that leads prop like that is like the leader of the club of the uh, stormtroopers. Well, the, yeah, oh, the yeah. stormtroopers, yeah. and she, and she just seems like a really good evil character. Yeah, yeah. And since I asked you, I suppose I should explain yes. why I picked Kylo Ren. Um, I think for me, Kylo Ren seems like a very different kind of villain, um, and I don't know what his deal is, but the fact that he, you know, I assume he's talking to Darth Vader's helmet and. Uh, and he's like made this weird gnarly lightsaber that has two, you know, it, there's just something about him that I think I'm really going to love. I'm going to love, I'm going to love hating him. <laughs> I'm going to love gonna, hating I'm going to love thinking that he is just a jerk, you know? <laughs> it's going to be very enjoyable to watch him lose, hopefully, eventually. Or maybe I, I still have this very, this feeling, you know, inside that, that, that he's going to see the light, maybe. That mm-hmm. he will Same eventually, maybe even at the end of this movie, or in the second movie, right? Like, what Start, if he, like, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe second, you mean eight? Well, yeah. I think... Because there's going to be the big three in the mm-hmm. three movies. That's mm. what I think, because it's happened two right. times. Sure. And then, also... I forgot what it was. So, so we had Luke, Leia, Han, Anakin, Padme, Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. So then you're thinking Ray, Finn, maybe and at, Poe? Yes. Maybe mm-hmm. at the last, the end of the second movie, mm-hmm. I think maybe Kylo Ren starts to realize what he's doing mm. and that there's there's so, there's good to the light side mm-hmm. but then he doesn't t- t- like turn officially to the light side until like in the middle of the th- of the ninth movie because wow. i think he starts to realize uh-huh. it uh-huh. and until like, and then he like turns to the light side in yeah. the ninth movie it's going to be so fun to go yes, back and listen to this. I know. And see just how wrong we all are. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Like, I'm just going to listen to this. Oh my gosh, Anna, you said exactly the opposite of what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fun. Liam, do you have a question for the question and answer counts? No, that was your question. Anna, do you have a question? Good um, question, Liam. Thank you. My question is... What planet it do you think will be your favorite in the Force Awakens? There's like the one where the water and the trees and the forest and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's Jakku and that snow planet. 
which we think is also just star yeah. color base, right? Uh-huh. Which planet? I think... The um, big three planets. The big three. The big three planets, yeah. That's interesting. Do you really think there's big three planets? Well... Because I think it's core. I think the main planet is Coruscant in the pre- in the prequels. Yep. That's probably yep. Coruscant. So yeah, that's interesting though. Huh. You know, I've never I've never really thought about like. I mean, the first one we have Tatooine, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we have the Death Star, which isn't a planet, but that's a main location, mm-hmm. and then Yavin, which we hardly see at all. Right? Yeah. Some people think that maybe that planet with the water and the trees in that's The Force not Awakens. Yavin. That's not Yavin? No. no. Anna, you're shooting that theory down? That's not yeah. That's All right. not Yavin. You heard it here first, folks. The planet in The Force Awakens that we see in the trailers with the trees and the water. No. Officially. This is official. Not official. This is official. Daddy, stop it. This is not official. <laughs> it's just my big, big opinion. It is not Yavin, that's canon now, people. Yavin, it's Yavin, it's Yavin, not Yavin. Is it Yavin? That's not canon. Yavin? Yavin? It is just my opinion. Okay, Liam, I think you're right. It is Yavin. Why did I say Yavin? I'm like, <laughs> uh, Yavin. It's like I'm from the south. It's like Yavin. Yavin. I'm from South Yavin. I'm from South Yavin. People from South listen to that. They're gonna be really offended. <laughs> I love people in the South. It's okay. If people oh want gosh, to talk, go, oh, I'm like from that. Minnesota, yeah. If people say that, I don't care. I think it's okay. It's okay. But they do. And oh, you know, I am from Minnesota, though. I am really from Minnesota. They got what wrong? They got the Minnesota accent. Oh, no, not really. really? <laughs> that's That's kind of how we talk, yeah. Pretty close. Because that's what? not how I talk. Well, but like a lot of small town Minnesotans, people who live out in the country and stuff in smaller towns, they do. And, like, if you go home, when I go home to North Dakota, a lot of people in the town talk like that. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with talking in a southern man. Nothing wrong with saying Yavin instead of Yavin. <laughs> Yavin's just how I say it, y'all. It's okay. Yo. Y'all. So, of those planets, yeah. I think uh-huh. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, like, um, you know, it's really interesting because those planets, you know, they're. Kind of like Star Wars planets, like the original yeah. trilogy planets, at least. They are just locations on Earth. Like, you know, like, um, nothing looks super alien, right? Uh-huh. Like, Utapau looks like a very alien planet. But it's just Earth. Well, no, Utapau isn't. Like, that's it what I'm isn't? saying. I'm saying in the original trilogy, a lot of the locations, uh, not Bespin, I suppose. Bespin did look really alien, didn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. But, like um, a whole glass of... They would have to where go City is. to Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. To film the Bespin scenes? Yes. Yeah. If they wanted to use practical effects, they would have to go to Jupiter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but most of the original yes. trilogy locations, are they just look like Earth, right? Like different places on Earth. Uh, but in the prequels, we had things like Mustafar, which looked very alien, and Utapau, and uh, even Geonosis, right? Uh, but like Tatooine's just a big desert. Right. Yes. So anyway, in this movie, Utapau? where do they film Utapau? I mean, not Utapau. Um, Mustafar. The, yeah, Mustafar. They didn't. They didn't film on location. It was a lot of, um, you know, it was a lot of like green Model? screen. 
Model. Yeah, models. They did do a lot of models, actually, for Mustafar. A lot of people think that Mustafar is all just computer animated, but they did a lot of models. They actually made those mountains, and they made a lot of models I for Mustafar. I was on the show with models, because yeah. it looks a lot like models. But, but they also did a lot of computer animation, too, to make the lava look really cool. And um, Although some of that lava was actually practical effects, too. That's something that people don't, don't realize about the prequels, is that they're full of models and practical effects. So, favorite planet, back to Anna's question. Um, I think right now I'm going to... I think right now, actually, probably the with the water and the trees and stuff will be mm -hmm. my favorite location. That's yeah. mine. That's yours too, Liam? How about you, Anna? How do you know more about that? I don't know, but I really like that snow planet. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I just yeah. really like it. That's not a planet. Well, yes, I it think is. it is a planet, Liam. I think it is. No, it's not going And, away. like, cannons are built into the snowy mountains. Is it ooh, so? So, ooh, Liam, do you ooh, think that ooh, ooh, that ooh, ooh. the first order built the snow? No, no. I think okay, I'm, I'm I just think trying to wrap my I head around it. I think it's a snow planet. Yep. But then they built they built a big circle around it with a hole, so it could be a um a place. What if it's a snow planet and they hollowed out the inside of the planet, and it's a base with a planet shell around the outside? And then it can open up to reveal the big weapon that we see in the trailer. Or in the in the poster, I mean. What? That's a great idea. I don't get it. You, you know what you know what it looks like with the big weapon, right? Yeah. Okay. So what if they took instead of building something around the planet, they actually just dug inside of the planet and hollowed it out so that they could build a base inside of it. I don't know. Um I don't know. There's something that I heard at school today in the morning. Some people, some of my friends think that they love Star Wars, think that mm. Disney is just going to ruin the, sec the, the seventh movie. And I was like, I don't think so. And they're all like, yeah, it's, I'm just going to be sad because it's just going to, Disney's just going to ruin it. Really? No, these are kids in your, cla in your class or in school? School. Like kids who are your age? Mm -hmm. Really? See, that's interesting. I feel like they must be hearing that at home from their parents or something, right? They they must be hearing some adults saying that. Because I can't imagine kids f having that thought. Now, do they like all of the other Star Wars movies? Yeah. They like the prequels, too? Yeah. See, a lot of people I, said... I said that there's someone who was about to die and his dream was to, like, watch a Star Wars mm -hmm. movie and... Yeah. And they let him because mm. he that was his dream and so and that he said it was really awesome. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, Disney's just gonna ruin it. So what so they don't like Disney movies, is that kind of the, the I idea guess. there? So I wonder if you know, it's possible that kids who who really like the prequels and who really like maybe they like the prequels more than the original trilogy even maybe maybe they think that that um, that since this movie is going to be about those old characters from the first movies that in that way it's not going to be as fun it's not going to be as good of a movie because it's about these old people and but a lot of older fans fans my age and older and even younger than me are really happy and they think it's great that we're going to get to see Han, Luke, and Leia again. But I guess maybe if if their movies are the prequels, then I could see them thinking, like, you know, this is going to be yeah. too different for me. It's going to be too different from the prequels. So there might be a certain age group who just, they don't connect with this movie. 
because it it doesn't have anything to do with yeah, prequels. I guess there's a bunch of people my age who like the prequels better. Right. But I honestly like the original trilogy better. Well, I think I always presented them as as a one big unit, and I don't. I never tried to say like, hey, these movies are better than these movies. But I think since you always watch them together, yeah. then and I never tried to sway your opinion one way or the other. I was very careful to not do that because I didn't want to put my thoughts on you when it came to what movies they I think were better really and stuff. Love but, the original but trilogy. you guys, yeah, you ended up liking the original trilogy better than the prequel trilogy, and I think most you know most people do who who've seen all of the movies the same amount. Most people do enjoy them more. Um. But I guess maybe there's a small. Well, we've a small seen the first one a bunch more times than the, the other Menace. one. That's because true. because we always watch it at Asfest. Not always, but we have, well, and we've usually. watched it other places too because it's been on TV and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Episode one is probably the one you've seen the most. Uh huh. Yeah. Hm. Even though that is my about like my fifth favorite. Fifth of favorite. Movies. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. So, have we all answered your question? I think we have. I yeah. think we have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't answer your question. As a as a as a question, you didn't answer it. Yes, no, we did. Didn't. Oh, Anna answered her own. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, she said the snow planet. Yeah, I know. Oh, it kind of seems weird because I also really love Jakku and that like Alderaanish planet, but no, did you? No, no Jakku. Ah, uh, none of us chose Jakku. No, That's Jakku. interesting because I love the way Jakku is like I know, this, right? like this ship graveyard, you know. I love all of them except yeah. there's just something about the snow planet mm. that I really love. Yeah, well, I think it reminds us of Hoth, and I love yeah. the Hoth. And I, the I Hoth love battle. the Hoth battle. Yeah. That is such a great battle. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. So here's a little something to think about. Not question and answer council. Just a, a parting thought. We talk about the First Order a lot, right? The First Order in The Force Awakens. What does that mean, First Order? Well, let's think about it this way. When Chancellor Palpatine became the Emperor, what was his First Order? What, what was the First Order that he executed? The Jedi? Execute Order 66. 66. So, but his first order, the first order of the Empire. So when the Empire became the first order, did the Empire become something that was created for the sole purpose of killing Jedi? And who's the, who's the only Jedi left? Luke Skywalker? If he trains new Finn. Jedi? Well, Finn well... And, and maybe Leia. Maybe we don't know. Maybe maybe no, Ray. We don't know. Maybe Ray. Too. No. Right. I have Leia. a feeling there might be a lot of Jedi in this. I have a feeling that Ray. Maybe. maybe. I have a feeling Ray. I mean, I have a feeling Leia. He's not a Jedi. I, th I have a feeling Leia is going to start training mm -hmm. to be a Jedi, yeah. and Finn is. We know that. Leia's well, going pretty to start sure. in this movie, or did she start a long time ago? Well, she started a long time ago, but she's hmm. going to start her training. Oh. And, hmm. well, maybe she already has a little, done a little bit of her training, but maybe she's learning how to become it, a Jedi. It's been 30 years. What's taking her so long? Yeah, I guess. She's probably, <laughs> like, a little busy. still a little bit learning to be a Jedi. Hmm. Okay. Not yet mastered, but, okay. like, a high Padawan. Sure. Um, 
And I also think Ray might be a Jedi. Well, but I mean, then we probably we're now almost for sure that Finn is. Well, Finn can use the Force. Is that what you mean? Because I think he grew up. Yeah, it doesn't seem force. like Finn and Ray have been in any sort of Jedi order, right? Yeah, he grew up with a Force tree in his backyard. How could he not? No, that's Poe. Poe. That was Poe. That's all right, man. So anyway, that's just when I thought about that. I thought about the First Order. When I think about it that way. It makes me think of the First Order as as uh, like a killing Jedi, thing. right? Like it's a like it's a like a, a religious movement, and their religion is dark side, and what they want to do is kill light side, you know. And we know from what we've heard from J.J. Abrams that that uh, Kylo Ren is sort of, and actually we heard this from Adam Driver, uh, someone who believes that he's right. He believes that what he is doing is the right thing. That sounds like certain people taking religion to the extreme in our own world. They believe what they're doing is right. They believe that that it's that that God has told them to kill people, right? I mean, some people say Can that. Can I say right? my religion? Sure, Liam. What's your religion? The Force. The Force. <laughs> the Force is your ally. Force is and my a strong religion. ally, it is. My religion <laughs> is the force. Same yeah. with me. Mm. Actually, no, no, I don't even believe in force. I'm, I do. I'm more of a flying spaghetti monster man myself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 18 of Children of the Forest. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter at Force Children, Facebook, we are Children of the Force. You can email us at forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. While you're on our website, click on the link on the left-hand side of the page. It says, Send Children of the Force a voicemail. And that will take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. Please do. Please do, Liam says. Finally, yes, please. Anna says, yes, please. They're very polite about it, so do it. Do it. If and only I could channel if I could channel the dark side like Palpatine and, and just say, do it. And then everybody does it. Yeah, I'm not, Liam. You're right. I'm rude about it. <laughs> yeah, very come rude. On. Come on. That's right. You think, I, you think I'm... When I say follow us, I should say please follow us. Right? But it just takes too much time. Ah, people know I mean please. I'm a nice guy. Anyway. What? No, you're not. <laughs> oh, and the truth finally, comes out. Please leave us I'm a Darth review Vader. on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for people to find us. Yep. Four children of the force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And, and may, may the force be with you. Bye-bye, guys. Stretch. You need to stretch. You know how hard podcasting is? Oh. It's hard. It is so oh hard. Did he hear that? I was like, bye bye girls or good boys. No, I was like, bye bye guys or girls. <laughs> yeah.